0: Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time.
1: This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about funny names, summer heat, and we have part two of our interview with Sue Fishbowl from Akira. Hello, ladies
0: and gentlemen, and welcome to an episode of the...
1: Oh, The Kindness Project, that's all we're doing here. I am a man
0: who is obsessed by John Dillamond. It's Chris Hames.
1: And I am a girl who, whose dad thought she didn't know about John Dillamond. It's not <laughs> a text.
0: Well, we are not going to talk a lot about John Dillamond on the podcast, but if you are an adult... Please Google John Dilliman because it may be the funniest kids show I've ever seen in my life. And that's all I'm saying about John Dilliman. Should we <laughs> should we very, 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 very quickly change the subject? Yep. And are you getting off your stool? Yeah, well,
1: it's too warm today. Uh, I'm literally sticking
0: to it. Did you get stuck to your stool? Uh, John Dilliman's done that, so,
1: apparently.
0: Um, anyway, uh, we baby? are also joined today. Um, no, he's on mute. Want to talk to us? Russ has joined this live, but apparently he's not getting involved in the conversation. It's Russell Dames! Hello, Russ. How are you? He's got to get involved now. Hello, mate. (laughs) Hello, mate. Is that all again? Hello, mate. Yeah, well, let me just try this again. It's the man, the legend, the producer of the world's best kindness podcast. It's Russell
1: Games. Russell, How I, you hate, doing, I Russell? hate to
0: ask, does he I'm, have a muff button? I'm doing well. <laughs> He's doing well. <around. laughs> Do He's you doing well. Right, <laughs> let's I'm, I'm having clear a surprising, surprisingly good start to the week. So, Oh, amazing! Why suppose a good start? Oh. Well, we we've just had a good meeting for Cervello, and then that was quite dynamic. Yeah. And, uh, and then not- you've come in and joined as a as a producer. So normally, I, I should be careful, because normally when we do a podcast um, with both Charlotte and producer Russell getting involved, I normally get loads of stick, don't I? You oh, don't.
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I expect you to come in, and um, just pop your head in every now and again with something deeply sarcastic. How? And so the first thing we need to talk about, Charlotte... Yep. it's not coming out, is it no england didn't win the euros no
1: nope.
0: uh actually the team that had the best tournament italy yep. probably deserved to win Well. Wow. yeah i'm gutted i'm a bit disappointed but um you know we've got next year we've got the world cup Ross. what do you reckon i think it's good progress exactly we are making progress and that's
1: what better than we usually do
0: that's that's what's important progress not perfection and all that is the is the order of the day um talk to me about what you've been up to Charlotte
1: me uh I'm off college for the summer it was the last time you heard from me uh I probably was the last time you heard from me I've been off for about two three weeks now um which means I've got a little while left to go about a month or so uh and then I go back wait what's the date today scratch that about a month and a half and then I go back
0: uh and then I'm just gonna keep cracking on keep on cracking on keep on cracking on can can I just talk about a little bit about podcast related news because what we do like to do is update our listeners on how we're getting on and um I want to share a fun fact that Raz shared with both of us the other day we are now listened to uh uh, in 131 different countries aren't we Raz? we are make sure you take yourself a of mute, right. So yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's, that's the secret it, of using Zoom. <laughs> the amount of times on Zoom I've got to go, oh, you're on mute, you're on mute. I mean, I mean, uh, there's been meetings where I've had to for about five minutes, you're still on mute. You turn yourself off mute and then you turn on mute again. What are you doing? Um, but <clears throat> 164, cou- oh, sorry, 131 countries, which means that 64 countries don't listen to the kite project, And one of them is the Vatican City. Now, what have I done to offend the Pope, apart from being atheist? I don't
1: know. Well, the Vatican's probably just got some really bad Wi-Fi, you
0: know? It must be. It must be. They need to get some... I uh, think it's where this is not recorded in Latin. Maybe we should translate it into Latin, shouldn't we, Russ? It sounds uh, like a job that I'm not going to take on.
1: (laughs) Are you going to be a Latin
0: translator? No. Are you... um, you say they are. You say they're, uh, you say they're um, not very good in uh, with Wi-Fi. You, the Vatican City, are very te- te- savvy. I mean, they've got. Ev- they've even got their own um, payment platform, PayPal. Pal. PayPal. PayPal. All right. Let's not go yeah, there. No. Let's um, no. not go there on that. Um, so. I thought you were going to go with PayPal, but I
1: was going to be like. You know, so,
0: what know. country are you most proud of that we're in, Raz? There, there's several. Uh, I'm I'm pleased that we use Libsyn, and we we got a new platform we can pull out to now. And I'm pleased that we we're getting a lot of downloads. Our first biggest download now is the like the Indian countries, India, like in India, all them sort of places, India. So we. We're big in India, apparently. Hey, Oddly good. enough, I like to think to myself that uh, I, know, I know places like China and India listen to podcasts to learn English. Yeah. So Christ thinking. on a bike. What are we doing to
1: daisy. What
0: are we doing? You How do not want to be listening. No, I, just, I just got this image of this Indian guy coming over and somebody going, what's your name? it's uh, hey, Sir Jackdick, it, mate. What's your <laughs> What's your name? That's exactly what I think. My quote takes a poll. It's a gezer talking just like you. That would be amazing. Hello, this is Jad Dip speaking. you having a bubble. Why is um, it always Depp? Uh, Why is it It's not always Jad Dip. It's sometimes somebody think of an Indian name. No. Nobody's <laughs> but the reason it's always Jad Dip is because I'm the only one who's prepared to say an Indian name. Russ Party. Yeah, we know, we know a very nice party, Sunda. Sundar, I know a very nice Indian guy called Sunda. It's too warm for this. Have you two known any Indians? No. <laughs> you don't know one Indian.
1: Oh,
0: uh, no. A, can that be right? You don't know one person who's Indian. <laughs> Do you know definitely I <laughs> yeah, <we'll> stop now. <laughs> but, i'm surprised right hold on oh, hold on name another country russ uh we've been downloaded in
1: south sudan
0: what right, do you know any south no. sudanians no funnily enough i
1: don't go
0: around asking people their <laughs> nationalities oh right okay fair enough but right okay let's just change this do you know any english people no
1: yeah.
0: okay russ yeah i know a few english people good any welshies oh well. do i i
1: think so i'm not sure
0: uh i know a couple of welsh people ras i know welshian yeah welshian you know welshian good scots yes any scots ras uh now is cassie's mum actually scottish she is i know one not for the not for the euros final she actually converted to italian for the day um but um we'll, we'll have that so we know but like, irish do we know the irish people uh
1: my friend
0: has irish grandpa. okay and we've got irish neighbors so we know irish people right let's make it a bit more difficult now right um do you know any polish people yes good polish is on the list russ yes any lithuanians
1: no
0: i know a lithuanian russ yes oh we're in there. it's a it's a one-on-one battle between me and russ russ do you know no, any sri lankans no okay you give me one do you know any
1: sri you,
0: i do know oh, a, I, yeah sorry I oh, sorry i don't know one sri lankan Oh he's changed his tune now go on and you've got to give me a country. Now Uh, you've got to genuinely know somebody from this country. I know one I know one uh Sierra Leone.
1: (laughs) Has he got your feet?
0: I know somebody from Malawi. It's
1: not the same. (laughs) I know it's not the same. (laughs) Um
0: slightly different, mate. (laughs) Um, uh, I don't know anybody from Sierra Leone so Russ wins (laughs) that was the most pointless game we've ever played on the Kindness Project but we'll take it won't we do you know somebody from this country isn't going to catch on any time soon I don't think but the
1: only way you win is by expanding your social
0: circles well I now need to know somebody from Sierra Leone who do you know from Sierra Leone Uh, Matt it's quite tenuous really when I was younger I had a I had a social worker. He was called Somali Tarawali and he was from Sierra Leone. <laughs> Somali Tarawali? Somali, Somali Tarawali. I never forgot it. It's the strangest Surely, name I've heard surely the the you'd expect a bloke called Somali to be from Somalia. And uh, oddly enough I can remember he used to drive around in a Mazda when Mazda wasn't so cool. <laughs> Mazda's not cool now. Somali Mazda driving Somali tararali from Sierra Leone. I like it. <laughs> that is like he sounds like the weirdest detective story ever. Anyway, we'll come to the. question... He, he does
1: his entire investigations <laughs> in the <a> Hawaiian shirt.
0: <laughs> did he wear? Did he wear a Hawaiian shirt? Talking of detective stories, can I just quickly tell you about? someone see on TikTok yesterday.
1: Yeah, go on. Go on and down with the kids a guy, to go
0: on. <laughs> There's a guy that does TikTok murder mysteries.
1: Oh, I and love he that. Things
0: right through it.
1: I love those. Those are yeah. so cool.
0: Well tell me, Charlotte, you tell us what a TikTok murder mysteries. Yeah, there's this guy
1: and he does a TikTok murder mystery but he does it in song, but I can't remember the guy's username. Um I've actually found a, a murder mystery musical during lockdown that was produced during lockdown that I really like. Called uh a killer party. Oh
0: okay. god, yeah. Very good. Oh no, I've I've have seen <laughs> you, you Anyway, sure. the question of the week or the question of the podcast today of uh, Tuar in uh, in London town today and I am sweltering is um what makes you proud of the country you're from? Because regardless if your name is TikTok Telewali here and love, sorry, some no. <laughs> No, I've got his name, wrong. what's his name? Somali Tarawali.
1: And he drives the.
0: <coughs> oh, I, I'm the so. Op- I so hope he's got a really popular TikTok account, and he he's now his nickname's now TikTok because it'd I be Somali TikTok Tarawali, I which i think <laughs> I don't think he has, because I tried to look him up on Facebook a little while back, but yeah, I couldn't find him. Oh, that's a shame. I want to know whether he's still got his I mean, master. Um, talking of looking him up on Facebook, it was... Sorry, a- whose show is this? You're meant to be the <laughs> producer! She doesn't get me, his time. Go go go, hold on, Russ!
1: You've, me, never, say, you've,
0: hey, never, you've never spoken so much a podcast in your life! Let me just tell you this, though. <laughs> it's surprising how many people there are called Somali Tarawali. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a common name, I guess. Is it?
0: Let me just Google it now.
1: not
0: no, Oh, okay. I'm going to be Googling. Uh, listeners, uh, unofficial question of the podcast. Are you surprised that Somali Tarawari is quite a popular name? Um, I'm pretty sure you are. Um, uh, anyway, on another subject, the question of the podcast is what makes you proud to be from the country you're actually from? Uh, Ras, what about you? i've been the uh, been the makes me most proud is well i don't uh i don't know really bangers and mash bangers and mash how about you
1: charlotte
0: i don't know what's See, I, I, given what's happened in the past um couple of weeks particularly with england losing and the absolutely disgraceful way that the uh england players are treated i tell you what I'm most proud of. I'm most proud of that the majority of people who jumped on social media and commented and went out into Manchester to support Marcus Rashford and do all that stuff believe in treating people kindly.
1: But the thing is, is there something to be proud of What it should be a given? I, I, but you know
0: what? I think sometimes what we need, and it's a weird one, because what we need is that... Minority, that loud minority, just coming up and going, you know, with with awful behaviour, to show how kind and nice and gentle we can actually be. Like the fact that somebody wrote an obscene word on Marcus Rashford's mural in Manchester, and hundreds of people in reaction went out and 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 reacted in a really kind way. So I think that tells me that the majority of people are. Um, generally kind and, and, and again I know it's not a uh, uniquely English trait but you know Marcus Rashford signifies for me what it means to be English you know hard working focused on helping people and being kind using his profile for good um, and very very positive the way that all of all three footballers have reacted for me has shown class what do you recommend Russ? I think it's important to remember not just that, but people in general uh, sort of being more community orientated. Or yeah. all through the last couple of years and the pandemic, <laughs> some of some of the groups that were set up and some of the some of the kind acts that have been done. Yeah. Well, I think I think sometimes I mean I think those kind acts have probably always been around, but we've just been more. We know about them more, you know. Um, So it's great to see. So, um, but you know, you've probably got listener, dear listener, you've got your own perspective on what uh, being from your country of choice means to you. We'd love to hear your um, thoughts on it. Um, Particularly if your name is a country, but you're not from that country of origin. I'm talking to you, Somali Terawali. If you if you write in, you get bonus points. (laughs)
1: There's <laughs> not a point system, but okay. You get 10 points. There's not a point system, but okay.
0: ricks points don't mean prizes. Um points don't mean anything. Points don't mean anything. But you can get in touch with us in the following ways.
1: Uh on Twitter you can get us at Ola Kindness. If you go on Facebook and type A Kindness to the, into the search bar, you can find us there. We should be the first one that it comes up. And if not we'll soon, just joking. Um, <laughs> sorry. um uh, if you go into the search bar and type the kindness project, we should be the first one that comes up. We- and we if, if you're
0: not searching for us, the only search bar you want to be using is the name of Somali to See how many there are.
1: Okay, uh, and then if the if you want to email us, it's all at the We don't talk about MySpace anymore because, unfortunately, we have been. <laughs> He's <laughs> never been bad for MySpace. He's hasn't been bad for MySpace.
0: No, MySpace. It's just there's no point. There's, there's no, no point for MySpace anymore. Because there's it's... only one bloke using it now. His name's Samali no, Terawali, no, and there's the reason he's so on Facebook. His Russ, right, so have you checked MySpace for Smiley
1: if, if
0: we were on MySpace, we might as well call this a tumbleweed project. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I think we need to do a bit of a uh, virtual high five. Bang, bang, bang. Yep. Should we do a real one because we're in the same room? High five, Russ. Um Because... Because the numbers uh, are going up for our visitors. So thank you, dear listeners, for uh, watching us. And then we will show. get on with the show. Let's do it. So we've got the second part this week of the interview with Sue Fishpool. Sue uh, is on representing an amazing charity called Acuro. Uh, what I would recommend you do is if you haven't listened yet, Listen to part one of the interview, which was last week. Um, and this week, we are going to um, have a chat with Sue about a bit more about the charity. Should we listen? Let's do it. Help me understand a little bit about what you'd. So, if there was one thing, because, and again, the testimony you gave start was interesting in terms of um, uh, the uh, uh, boy who, who, was, who was benefiting from a hero's service. Struggled to fit in at school and not mm. enjoy school as much. If you had a magic wand, what was one thing you'd change about education or society to make it easier?
2: I don't, is there one thing? I don't think one thing would work. it I think it must be really tough if you're in the um education sector at the moment. I know, for example, um, I mean, my daughter's at a school that has responded really, really well to the pandemic. I think they've been really, really good. Um, But I know um, that they, it's like all of us, we're all hit with something, aren't we? And we'll have to learn how to deal with it. Um, I, I actually think that teachers and the education system needs to I, it's. I suppose it's because I'm. I come from an era thirty odd years ago. There just wasn't as much red tape. Um, yeah. And the thing that is really difficult for everybody now is to be resilient, and that, that is really really tough. Um, And I think we cotton wool the kids a little bit too much, but we do that because we know that there are these external factors that are, you know, it makes them really vulnerable. Um, But I just feel that my daughter is in a position where she's not able to find out about things and learn about sort of, you know, just just the normal yeah. way life goes really because it's so protective
0: sometimes as well right you know I, I,
2: I think that you learn so much from failure <laughs> and it teaches you how to get up brush yourself off and go again yes. um so gosh I don't know what one thing I I, I really I honestly don't know how to answer that because in my mind there's about <laughs> so, so much but make it holistic as well just make it about the whole child not about academic results not about but getting that really rounded human being out the other end would be just wonderful
0: I, th- I, th- I think you're right you know I, I think the the education your daughter's a teacher um I'm, I'm sure no no, oh, right, okay. no. Um, no no no
2: no no my little
0: one's in a secondary school um but yeah so so i think i think the interesting thing is i don't know and again because it's such a big machine education Mm. i don't know whether it's changed enough from when we were at school to just adopt this new age you know it's you know we're in this world where um you know just the results you get on your gzzz G, G, C, S, and A levels aren't the world anymore, are yeah. they? It's you know, it's interesting. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and when we were at school, I don't know about you, there was no expectation to go to university. It it, it wasn't, and then it seemed there was, and now it seems to be going back again. And I think that's more realistic.
0: I mean, there was from my dad. <laughs> <laughs> um and i didn't go i had started a job and and sort of got a uh you know started studying professional qualifications as, a, as opposed to going down the going down the sort of university road um, and that worked really well for for, for me personally charlotte, charlotte will go um uh but then there's always that element of getting the balance right between yeah. you, know, you know you know what i think i think you know we're we as a family and I don't I don't know what you're like sue you know I had this conversation yesterday um about um you know what do we want from our kids you know what I want I want my kids to be happy that's all? what i want
2: absolutely that's, yeah, that's want. all you need isn't it you know just be happy in who you are who you're yeah. with and, and I, enjoy your life just enjoy yeah, yourself enjoy it yeah.
0: and, and I, I want them to have purpose and i want them to be educated mm-hmm. and I, I want i want them to do uh have a career they love because i don't i do think that contrib- contributes to purpose and happiness and well-being but absolutely. um you know don't kill yourself to do it you know it's the Having that more rounded perspective, I think you're absolutely right. Now, one thing you mentioned, um, because I feel like we could talk about life all day, but I'm conscious that... uh, your your husband has got a training session in the same he room. He does, so, yes. Yeah, so we, so we need we need, to, we need to crack on, don't we? I mean, you
2: don't want grunting in the background, Chris. You really don't. You know, <laughs> so.
0: I've, done, I've, I've done my star jumps and my burpees this morning already. So um, I I, I feel like I'd uh, I'd be I'd be experiencing earlier vicariously <laughs> if I heard it. Um, but, but one of the things that we talked about is is lockdown and the impact on all charities, mm. but particularly charities where um uh p- an element of the support you provide is about getting people together. So I'd imagine it's been a yeah. tough year for a few. Yeah,
2: but I, I, you know, my operation colleagues um have been fantastic because they very quickly you know you sort of everyone was in shock i think last march but very quickly they were able to work out how they could deliver online um zoom has been a real bonus it has to be said um but all the clubs were able to revert to online delivery so we would have a um a broader really and a program where in the evenings because most of our clubs operate in the evenings um you would actually have a zoom session it doesn't suit everybody we do have some of our members who um, would actually not find the Zoom community easy because it can be chaotic. If you have a lot of people on a Zoom call um, and it's too noisy and people are cutting in on each other, it just doesn't suit some of our members. But we kept connected with everybody by Having personal calls, welfare calls, really dropping calls, talking to families and the parents as well and saying, you know, how's it going? Can we help? What do you need? And sending out packs. So, for example, one of our um, young members, Ash, he um, really didn't find the Zoom calls were good for him at all, but we sent out a quiz that was tailored towards what we knew about him and what his interests were. And his parents actually came back and said we had the most lovely hour where we actually sat at the kitchen table doing the quiz that Acura had sent, interacting with our son, who normally doesn't interact with anybody. Um, so there was a real value there in what we were able to give him and yeah. he connected with his own family. Um, so it's different for different people. And the, the good thing that we've been able to do is because we know our um, members very well we've been able to tailor sessions towards some interests so for example with our adult friendship scheme we had a baking competition because we know there's at least five that are mad baking fanatics it wouldn't have suited the guys that were more interested in gaming and stuff like that but then you have maybe something that will suit them so you have to just be careful that you're sort of ticking everyone's boxes at some point really Um, it's it's been
0: about providing that support version
2: yes we yeah it is and and phone calls and doorstep visits so during the christmas um we we had people in different tiers because before christmas we had a bit in tier two and a bit in tier four but we were able to do a doorstep visit with a present to see people face to face you really learn how people are getting on even if you're only seeing them for five minutes on the doorstep and that was great because there are a couple of people you're able to pick up on and go we need to check in more there we've got to yeah. make sure that this is you know that this is okay um and they were really successful people really enjoyed that and everyone absolutely everyone was given the feedback can't wait until we could get back in face to face again um but we did really try and give as much support as we possibly could when you're thinking about the fact that fundraising wise and money coming in income is diminished so you have to furlough some staff so you're trying to do the best you've got with the resources the available balance. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's been a difficult balance for a lot of charities over lot i think year, it has
2: it? it really has um and um we we are a team in operations that are mostly part time so it's not been too bad but for us in fundraising it's it's been really really difficult we've gone for virtual events and things but you don't get the same responses so um yeah, it's a tough time.
0: I mean one, one of the one of the things that really sort of um I, yeah yeah I, I love a good story. I love <laughs> I love a good story. And one of the things I really love about your website when I was reading through it doing doing my doing my research was um just the the in your words yeah. um, stuff. And I'd recommend that um uh Uh, Our listeners check out those stories because they're really good. What's your particular favourite?
2: Well, I I did all of those in June last year. I I literally had a week where I was working full-time before I went into another three weeks of permanent furlough and i i just so <laughs> bring like, up as many people as you can find to talk to them about their experiences you if, know
0: if we never hear the word furlough again it won't be too so
2: soon
0: you know what i mean like i've never heard word. the word yeah. furlough yeah. Like yeah. A, a, yeah, yeah. a year ago yeah um, uh and we it be... we were we were lucky like we didn't furlough anybody but um it was just and it uh, interestingly the reaction was was People like you who want to do good work.
2: Yeah, yeah. But
0: but the commercial sensibilities of the organisation had to meant that they had to use furlough. Indeed. Should we? Should we? should we ban furlough we should
2: we should should. (laughs) (laughs) it's it's got that kind of it's it was helpful it was incredibly helpful but yeah no it's it's so linked with this moment isn't it this this, is the pandemic it really is um but yeah so i I, i've i've only been with the charity since january last year so i'd only been really going into clubs and meeting people for two months which meant that i managed to get into three clubs and then that was it everything stopped so for me it was a one wonderful opportunity to be able to talk to some of our beneficiaries and actually learn their journeys as well. And there were, well, three that really stood out, but one was um, talking to Liam's mum, who was the testimony that I gave to you earlier, um, because it really allowed me to understand how a child can be in a mainstream school. And when I think about it, I know children that have been in my children's classes and you think that was what was going on Um, and how that child really was in a very tough tough place really difficult and how Akira was able to give them the tools to understand that they are okay and that they should be who they really are and that we should embrace that um and that was a wonderful conversation um how and,
0: um how important do you think it is it for you sort of on the fundraising side to really Mm. understand the impact of the work it's it's
2: critical it's absolutely critical we need to understand the difference that our charity makes so that as I'm talking to you or anybody we can actually get that message across I mean this you talk to some families that you know unless they'd had that intervention or just that support or the ability to pick up a phone they could be in a crisis that it would not be you couldn't have withdrawn from it it would have been really critical um but the other story that I really enjoyed was actually talking to one of our volunteers Katie because it I've worked with volunteers for years and for her to be able to um to really tell me about what her journey was and why she became a volunteer and the joy of it is since we've come back into face-to-face clubs she now has got a part-time role with the Curo, so she's now one of our members of staff so she's gone from a, a young teenager who was interested in walking working with people that had disability to working with the Curo, to now having a job in that oh, a prof- which is, is just a lovely journey yeah. um, and she just it, you meet people that they just immediately have that empathy and, and just get it, get what you're doing, and that's lovely. It, it really is. It's. I felt at the end of that week, I thought that's the best week's work I've done for a long time, <laughs> being able to. Yeah, you up ready to go, things. and then it's then and
0: it then I,
2: Yeah, and then I picked up my knitting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you? Are you? Uh, are you a knitter? What do you knit? And
2: it socks.
0: What, what, what you, what's yeah. your what's your knitting project at the minute? What have you got on? Socks. socks. Any particular <laughs> colour? Is it? Yeah, you don't, you don't go with anything.
2: Yeah, I'd, 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 I just really enjoy I like the fact that they are in the round and you don't have to make them up. They're small projects, so it doesn't take too long. And also, people love them as gifts. They're, they're, it's a lovely thing to... Give a pair of home knitted socks, so I have people giving me orders. Can you knit that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs>
0: Sorry, yeah. I so I know where you are. Matching mittens
2: as well, so little fingerless gloves and things like that. So okay,
0: so fun. let me ask you a, a sock knitting related question. Nothing to do with the charity. What's the favourite pattern you've ever knitted on a pair of socks?
2: I like I always, I like using what's called a DPM, like a double um it's got the the needles is both ends and I've it's one that I've kind of cobbled together from different knitting patterns so I now I don't have to look at anything I can just reel it out yeah yeah um so the heel there's loads of ways of doing knitting a heel um and I do a slight ribbing so that they stay on the foot and they don't go baggy Ah. that's my favorite pattern it's just over years you just go this is how I like to do it yeah I
0: mean before we talk uh, turn into a niche <laughs> podcast we better go back to the to, to talking about the charity um but that that sounds like a really good pair of socks i might i might have to i might have to put my order in um uh so talk to me because I, I i suppose i suppose charities we've spoken uh to in the past mm. and 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 um uh, sort of purely focus on sort of young people and supporting yeah. young people but the bit when I sort of did the research for this interview that really was interesting was that adult friendship Ella, yeah. and making sure that that you, you support people throughout their youth, but also mm. as they get a bit older. Tell me a bit about that.
2: Well, if you have a, a group of friends that you've made in one of our youth clubs, um, two things. Firstly, your friendship doesn't end because your club ends and your disability doesn't end because you're suddenly an adult. People have a disability for life, learning disability is for life. So to support people on the journey all the way through their lives, to know that they've made friendships, that they have that space, that place where they know that they can totally be who they really are is really really key for giving people the confidence, the self-esteem, everything that you need as a as an adult to go out into the world. And it is really very much a social environment. So it is a um, sort of small social groups, but it's activities that you might not be able to do if you weren't involved. So one the one club that I managed to get to um, with the adults before lockdown was Chair Zumba, brilliant absolutely brilliant i was really tired by then. <laughs> it was fantastic but everyone got involved and it, it's just a lovely way of bonding
0: people you're
2: just sitting in your chair but you're doing all your you know are you doing your moves yeah you're doing, your moves, doing your moves and it's it's absolutely brilliant because it's so inclusive so if you have somebody who's a wheelchair user they can still do the upper body stuff okay. it's, you know it's 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 about allowing everybody to be involved in about being as inclusive as possible Um, and the other thing is um with adults with disability they are so much more Going to spend their time indoors than outdoors. So if we can do things like walking groups, you know, walk to the pub, get a coffee, walk to the cafe, get a coffee, walk to find new, you know, opportunities for people to then maybe go and do that for themselves, but they haven't got the confidence to go out walking on their own. Um, that's really useful and it's a great skill to have so that you can 100%. maybe use a map, maybe use, you know, go onto Google Maps and find out a new route, that kind of thing. Um use um, and we talked about digital and about tech, but actually having the opportunity to teach people about apps that might help them, how to shop online, how to stay cyber safe, those kinds of tools. And you need to have a longer transition really as you move into adulthood as a person with a disability because you've got to learn more work you know skill sets and you've got to find out about things so we give those opportunities.
0: I suppose the other element is that learning those Skills of independence as they yeah, move yeah. forward in their lives. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's important, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah. And support changes. Maybe where you live is going to change. You, there's a lot of really big transitions that happen between the age of 19 and 25. Um, yeah. and I know we'll be talking about new stuff, but we've got some new services as well for those age groups because mm. they need support and there's not a lot out there at the moment. So yeah.
0: So so I mean I mean you're you're doing the links for me, so I don't well, even yeah, do i so t- tell me what's known <laughs>
2: tell me what's happening known. For, for our young adults um we have got two services and one of them is a young adult friendship scheme because if you are 19 or 20 and you may go to a social group where actually everyone's playing dominoes that's not really going to tick your box so we want to have a younger cohort that have moved up and moving into adulthood together and then they will be doing the activities yeah. that are going to be more more for so their peer group a really
0: transitional group. yeah uh, yeah, yeah. That yeah makes sense.
2: yeah and it's going to be more for that their, their their peers and for them so there'll be you know different activities really but still social but the other thing that we are going to be providing and this will be in Harlow and Uttlesford, is something called stride and STRIDE stands for Skills, Togetherness, Relationships, Inclusion, Diversity, and Equality. And they are actually going to be a series of workshops that we are really going to be trying to deliver. And we need projects around skills for young people. So I've got a list of some of them here, but it will be things like healthy eating and exercise, um, things like employability, CV writing, finance, that kind of thing, cooking. um, And then we will be Compounding some of the skills that we've learned by then, maybe will someone cooks a meal for the whole group, that kind of thing. Um, digital skills, transport, staying safe when you're outside, how to get in a cab, how to pay, that kind of thing. Um, we'll be talking about things like personal cleanliness, safety, um, the community engagement, so maybe trips out, that kind of stuff, getting on trains. And then we will be doing um, sort of hobbies and recreation. So, what can you be doing? Look, no, well, I, I do my knitting what could we be doing how can you find these sorts of recreational skills that you can then get involved with because that is how we further our friendship groups isn't it and how we yeah. further the, the the lack of isolation that we feel by getting involved in other projects
0: well i mean i mean it's interesting we've had this conversation on the podcast before but mm. um certainly um uh, what what I, and again this isn't from personal experience it's just from conversations i've had. But what I've heard is that, you know, particularly if there's a a learning disability, Mm -hmm. sometimes doing something allows people to then talk, you know, and and having that activity then just engages a conversation that might not happen if it was... Right, tell, yeah. me, tell me how you do doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like a lot of things like mental health is a big thing at the moment. And people talk about the stigma with mental health, but there is a stigma with disability and a lot with learning disability because it's not apparent when you meet someone. Um, and that. it's, you know, we need to break those barriers down and, and give people time, patience, kindness, all those things to integrate into our own society in our own it
0: like groups. It sounds like what you were doing is just creating environment yes. for those things yes. to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It, they don't happen on their own, do they? No, the and, and
2: the, the reason why um for young people these groups are starting is because there there isn't anything. There is definitely yeah. gaps and we need to fill them but we it's got to be constructive. um And so the outcomes have got to be you know education and learning really. um Excellent. And yeah so they'll be starting in September. And we do have another service, which is gonna be Saffron Walden initially. um, And that will be a stay and play group for under eights with a disability, but also for parents, because when you learn about initial diagnosis, it can be a scary place and it can take a long time to be able to actually work out how you're going to proceed. And it it gives parents also an opportunity to, to talk to each other, to make their own friendships with other people in the same position as them Get the signposting they need, find that safe haven where they can come in and be open about their experience and what Build going a
0: parental support network, yeah, right? So is. important.
2: And you start your children then on that sort of a Kuro journey at a very young age where you know what the other services are. So if you're in Suffren Warden, you know at the age of eight you can go to Saturday Play Club and mm-hmm. have that four hour group on a Saturday. You know there's an undernight, there's a youth club at 11 that you can go to in an evening. And so it goes on. Um, so it's a good place to have have our families start their journey really
0: love that absolutely love that tell me a little bit about what's new fundraising wise because we are speaking at a time when the world is slowly um, getting back to normal um, yeah. what, what are you What? What? I bet you're quite excited about the future at the moment you,
2: well it, it is exciting but there's still I mean we do obviously have um, our supporters a lot of very vulnerable so there is, there, there is resistance still about getting yeah. out there out and about and I think that it's going to probably take until the autumn before we're in a place where we can actually because you've got to think about the energy you put into a fundraising event whether that's actually you're going to get enough people get result, you know, to get yeah, it to yeah. work so i think we've still got about three months three or four months before we really are going to put our energy into putting anything on um but we're doing virtual stuff so we and we will be doing hybrid events going into the future and that means something like our santa dash that we do at christmas um it will have a physical element and that would probably be either in dama or harlow or somewhere like that um but then you can do it virtually so anyone can do a santa dash we'd send them out the suit and they can run in their garden if that's what they want to do yeah. but it's still a like a sponsored event, a challenge event. Um, But in terms of fundraising, events have been really difficult because... A lot of the events that we would be tapping into, things like skydives, marathons, that kind of thing, all cancelled. So that income is not there. Um, An awful lot of our corporate colleagues that we work with, they are still working independently at home. So they're not doing the team events that they would normally be doing. So that has gone. And obviously in the community, with things like the quiz nights that we'd normally be running and all those sorts of events, none of that either. So it's, it's going to be a slow... Progression, I think, as people become more confident, but it kind of you know, it was on the news today talking about the Indian variant and that there might be local lockdowns and things like that. So, there's still this element of real uh, uncertainty, you know,
0: yeah, 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 it's still
2: there. So, we're looking at things like um talking to people about would you like to become an Akuro champion, which would be setting up just a small direct debit every month, which would be able to assist us. You, you can be done remotely, it's all good. Um, we're going to be talking to people about whether they have thought about legacy fundraising or whether they um want to do something like a lasting power of attorney and maybe give a small donation at that point through their solicitor that is the kind of thing that we can be talking about but skydives are back app sales are back there are a lot of challenge events now that are back and if people are going i want to break out and do something amazing then that would be amazing we would well, love to hear from
0: them i mean it's funny i i i I mean i'm doing the marathon for a charity in october so i'm sort of currently really not training for that i really need to get on, <laughs> on with that at some point um uh but you know what i had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about a, i've done a skydive um uh which was really good fun um i had a conversation about a wing walk uh, yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah uh, there's a place actually be... in uh, west london that does it so i can put you in touch well there,
0: there's a place i mean because yeah. where we are because we're in havering there's oh, a, yeah. um Benins hall um yeah. my my boot camp um trains there on a saturday and it's amazing because you're doing your sort of you're doing your training and you've got the sort of fl- <laughs> planes, planes flying over your head um and we my my sort of training session said look should we should we all do a wind walk so uh So yeah, that might be that might be next on my list. Some of
2: these things you can do without having to like with a marathon or something like that, you've got to train. But things like a wing walk, a skydive, you can actually just turn up on the day and do something that's a real adrenaline junky thing, but it's very much encapsulated in that day. So you don't have all that training commitment, which can be very difficult to fit in. We've all got such busy lives and in this summer we're all gonna be just trying to get around the entire family, aren't we? And eat barbecue.
0: Exactly. We are we we're we're, 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 priority. (laughs) We're just going to be in the car traveling in the UK. I think that's that's what we're going to do.
2: But the Um, other thing that we, sorry, Chris, but just the other thing that we are doing is we're creating a long-distance footpath from Loughton to Saffron Walden, it was 50 miles and I've got oh. some lovely volunteers that are risk assessing it at the moment so if, if people just want to go out you can do a five mile stretch, you can do the whole thing I'm going to do the whole thing in October with a couple of friends um, that kind of stuff is easy to do, It's you can just go and we will have the um, booklet available, you can download the booklet find out where the walk is or do it as a sponsored walk and, and you can do it on your own or with a group of friends or whatever so Amazing. there are a lot of things that people can do to get involved
0: oh love that absolutely love that and how can our listeners so that that's a little bit about sort of yeah. um our, our listeners T- tell me tell me a little bit about how people how um, people get in touch with you we can hear more about the work you do i suppose the first portal was the website right
2: yeah the website for sure but the really up-to-date more um, engaging-y type stuff is definitely social media because we put our latest stuff on there so if you want to know what's going on in our clubs then if you are on our facebook instagram or twitter feeds that's the immediate 'cause it, it just goes out all the time. Yeah. Um but, but for they, our
0: but for our generation so my space, yeah. uh, French reunited, right? Is that is that still about? Do you know what? I never did
2: those? <laughs> But it is funny because you know that different, the people that engage on the different platforms, you kind of know what age they are.
0: So. Well, you, know, you know you know, what's weird, right? So I like, I mean, I, do, I use LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Not a, I'm not a big Instagram fan. No. I, mean, I, know, I know people, I, yeah, I get the visual element mm. of it. I quite like that. But yeah. The, uh, but
2: my colleague in the office who does our comms, she's in her 20s and she has got our Instagram. It's the biggest growing social media feed that we use.
0: Amazing, and because yeah. she
2: understands it, but you show yeah. me Instagram, like what's that? I don't yeah, get yeah, it, yeah. I don't understand, but it is growing really nicely. So anyone can go in and find us. It's it be a cure essex um or cure care services, follow us on there. And the brilliant thing that we really really can do with people is actually getting involved by either engaging um liking sharing all of those posts and the other thing that you can do is sign up to our newsletter because we send two out a month one is ops based one is fundraising based like what's on so we're doing a cook along next tuesday for example you can sign up it's my husband because he was a chef and we just cook along together in our kitchen and you can cook along as well we're making a lovely like salad it's like called a caponata a sicilian dish with tuna steaks and asparagus and we just cook along together and people love it it's really good fun so it's a lots of different things that we do and try to give people choices of what they can get involved in Um, the the newsletter is another brilliant way but the website gives you the information about our services okay so give
0: us some give us some tags so
2: it's um acuro.org.uk is our website and that will tell you everything so services get involved in, sign up to events, and also sign up to the newsletter. That's brilliant. um And the other thing that would be really, really great is if people could, you know, just keep sharing. So things like the new services, if they're interested in that, just share that page with other yeah. people that they think might be, you know, wanting that help.
0: And so, what, what, we'll do, what we'll do from our end is make sure that once it goes out, all of the links, all of the social media okay. is... Yeah, so if you listen to this and you want to hear a bit more about the charity yeah. check out the show notes on the kindness project website yeah. um and certainly that's www.kindnessproject.co.uk um, and you can certainly find everything about um Acura there so it's been an absolute pleasure i've loved it well,
1: thank you for what having me. what
0: a great that. way to spend a friday <laughs> You know, I've even it. given
2: a cup of tea on the side, so it's all good.
0: Well, you know what? I, I went to the gym this morning and I haven't had my breakfast yet, so I'm just oh, enjoying some toast. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's been amazing. Thank you for joining well, us.
2: Thank you very much. Really appreciate it.
0: Cheers, Chris. So that was the last one of Sue. She's a bit of an amazing legend, isn't she? Yeah. Cool. All right, shall we get on with the show? Tis, with...
1: Tis the end of another podcast. And the end... Is it really the end? As we know, just only the beginning of something entirely new.
0: It's never really the end. The end is actually the beginning. And we are in a position where the beginning uh, of the end is, is you waffling
1: because is, you can't is, is, find is your question. Try,
0: trying to find the answers, which I now have. Um, last week's question of the podcast was one of our personal favourites because we have got some amazing answers to this one. <clears throat> is... What's your favourite silly joke? Now, Russ didn't get the opportunity to share his silly joke. So, Russ, what's your favourite silly joke? Yeah, so, yeah, I've got so Got him. I crashed my Nokia. Now I've got a Nokia. Now you've got Nokia. Yeah, Nokia. But try and get the other one a bit better, Russ. That was good. I that can't remember good. where the other was now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe poo. Europe poo too. <laughs> uh, what do you call a woman with three pints of beer in her hair? I
1: don't know.
0: Beer tricks. <laughs> um you make a snooker table laugh. I
1: don't know. Tickle
0: its balls. <laughs> um, man walks into a bar and says, ouch. Uh, it's Russell doing his, his joke. How many psychologists, psychologists does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know. One, but the light bulb has to want to change. <laughs> um, how many software engineers does it take to change a light bulb? don't know. None. It's a hardware problem. <laughs> Why is six afraid of eight? Because,
1: no.
0: Because, <laughs> no, because seven, eight, nine. Um, Why would that
1: mean six is afraid of eight? Six should be afraid of seven. That's well, when I stumbled.
0: Sorry, why is six afraid of seven? I don't it's know seven, eight, I'm nine. Right. <laughs> what do you call a camel with three arms? I don't know, pregnant. pregnant. Um, two fish in a tank, one's says to the other, how do we drive this thing again? Hmm. Um, what do you call an emperor penguin Russ? Uh Emperor. Julia's freezer. What,
1: Someone's
0: clearly got that from a penguin bar. What do you call <laughs> what do you call a chicken staring at a lettuce? Don't know. Chicken Caesar salad.
1: Uh,
0: what do you I call don't know if you can count salad as just
1: lettuce?
0: What do you call when <laughs> we Don't
1: know. Eileen.
0: <laughs> um, what do you call oh, this? Is my favourite. Thank you, Dave for what was like. What do you call a really tiny donkey? A dinky. <laughs> and how did you get a Pikachu on a bus?
1: <laughs>
0: you Pokemon.
1: <laughs>
0: and that, my friends, thank you to John Cook, Jill Bird, Mark O'Halloran, uh, Serena Duffy, Mike Christie, Hazel Grace, Karina Murray, uh, KSE, Uh, Dave Forsdyke and Ben Fox for those amazingly silly jokes. We like to end the podcast on a chuckle. And that is the end, truly the end, of another Kindness Project podcast. We shall see you same time, same place next week. bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.